the ego is developed by egg tooth. And when the egg tooth gets hard, it starts to break through an inner sac so it can breathe. It's still trapped. It's still trapped. But I can get air. And that egg tooth gets harder. Let me thank every door that closed. Let me thank every person who rejected me. Let me thank everybody who said I'd never be nothing. Let me thank everybody who made fun of me and laughed at me and told jokes because you helped me have an egg tooth. You gave me an egg tooth. You made, you made me hard when I was small. You made me tough where I was weak. You made me progressive where I was fearful. I, I got my head to Anybody got an egg tooth? You got an egg tooth. Through the things you suffered, you don't get an egg tooth through what went right. You get an egg tooth through what went wrong. And so after a while, you get tough enough. <laughs> I get my head tooth. Still don't have nothing to show for it. Still not, don't have anything to show for it, but I'm learning how to survive in, in this encasement. This encasement was for my protection, but my protection has become my problem. What God said at one stage as a protection will become a problem at another stage. God sent Jacob and his sons to Egypt to eat. It was a blessing at first. But several generations later, they were enslaved in what was a blessing. Anytime you stay at one stage too long, it creates a problem. Life is a series of breaking through what was a blessing has become a burden, and now you have to have the courage to see what's in the next dimension. Now, now watch this. Watch we do the ultrasound, so we're on the inside. The, the eaglet is pecking its way out of what has become a problem, but what has become a problem used to be a place of feeding. So that means the person who's going from a job to entrepreneurship to break away from the job to entrepreneurship is kind of scary because though you're frustrated by the job, you're picking your way into the unknown. For the single person who's about to get married, you're picking your way into the unknown. For the person who's been waiting all their life, get ready to buy a house, you're picking your way into the unknown. But you're going to do it. You can only do it if you have an egg tooth. So the egg tooth breaks, begins to scratch the inside of the egg. Doesn't pick through it first. It just makes a dent in it. Just making a dent in it. 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 When I was studying this, God said, I want you to be sure to tell my people, because some of them are discouraged. You wanted a breakthrough. But you're making a dent in it. It hasn't cracked yet. It hasn't cracked yet. But you're making a dent in it. That problem you have with your child it hasn't cracked yet. I know that 
Keep on pimping. Keep on pimping. Keep on pimping because you're, you're making a dent in it. You're making a dent in it. You, you don't see it yet. You don't see it yet. It hasn't broke through yet. You, but just keep sitting on it because you're making a dent in it. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the time of year where we start determining our New Year's resolutions. And instead of making a resolution you know you won't be able to keep, why don't you make this the year you launch your business? There's no better time than right now to get your vision off the ground. If you have a passion and desire to start a new business, to build a church, to be a missionary, whatever it is, don't wait any longer. My new book, Soar, is for you. Soar addresses the prep, power, and planning for those who seek to soar in life, in business, and church leadership. It doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. I want to help you turn your dreams into reality. So pick up a copy of Soar today and start your new year off right. Pull it on it, take it on it, tug it, you're making a dent in it. 
I want to absolve all the defenders of the guilt and the shame and the discouragement and the doubt that you've had and the confidence that you've lost in yourself because you were trying to have something that doesn't seem to be growing. One of the interesting points I learned is that the eagle can do nothing to help the eaglet. All she can do is sit on it. The eaglet has to crack through for itself. You cannot assume the responsibility of the mentee. The fact that they're not breaking through doesn't mean you're not a good mentor. Mentoring people is not fighting their battles. It is not solving their problems. It is not fixing their issues. It's just putting them in an environment where they can grow and get their head to so that they can make their own gifts. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I want to go to my next point. Are you ready for this? I want you to get this down because this is important to you. The second point, I want you to get, get, get picture your notes out or whatever you're writing on, write this down. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to change. You will change while you're still confined. The eaglet changes while it's still confined. The embryo grows while it's still confined. The tissues grow while it's still confined. Don't be afraid to change. It's not just that you're growing the business. The business is growing you. It's not just that you're growing the marriage. The marriage is growing you. It's not just that you're raising the children. The children are also raising you. <laughs> you become a good mother. <laughs> you're not born a good mother. You become a good mother. You become a good wife. You don't start out a good wife because you read a couple of books. You become a good husband. You don't start out a good husband. The gestation period has to happen in your life, and you have to be willing to change. You've got to be willing to change. you got to be willing to say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't get that right. You've got to be willing to change. Because if God is sitting on you, you're going to go through changes. You're going to go through development. Because greatness has to be hatched. You can't come here blind like your mama. You can't come here blind like your mama. You can't come here blind like your bishop. You can't come here. you got to go through changes and metamorphosis and changes and rearrangements and be reorganized and go through struggles and embarrassment. you got to cry sometimes. you got to hurt sometimes. you got to go to bed want to quit sometimes. you got to feel like dying sometimes. you got to be depressed sometimes. you got to be scared sometimes. you got to be buried sometimes. Thank you. 
moving people. I want to follow this thing about what you're breaking into does not look like what you're breaking out from. When you go into the next dimension, don't bring the rules from the old dimension. What worked in the egg won't work in the nest. Are you understand? Somebody's in the middle of, oh God. Somebody's in the middle of a shift. I can feel it in this room, you're in the middle of a shift. God is bringing you into a strange place where the rules are changing and the order is changing and the structure is changing and you're out of your element. I'm going to pass a chance to get happy to give you some content. Life is a series of birthdays. It's a series of birthdays. The egg started out in the mama. It got birthed out into the nest. Then once the egglet fights his way out, it goes from being in the egg to being in the nest. None of it comes to stay. All of it comes to pass. Everything in your life is going through a process of birthday. In fact, you're in the egg right now. You're in the matrix right now. You're in the world right now. This present world is not our home. I know you're fighting to stay here. I see you jogging and exercising. You got tummy cups and facelifts and everything else trying to act like you're not changing, but you're going through changes because this is not your final dimension. This is just a place you're passing through on your way to work. God is trying to take you. I know it's not popular. People don't keep on it anymore. But go ahead. Grab your little car. Get your little house. You don't leave all of it behind because God's getting you ready for something that's so much better than anything you ever had before. Keep living. Keep living. Keep living. If the eaglet can't say goodbye to the shell, it'll never discover the nest. If you can't say goodbye to how you used to think, if you can't go through the change and develop a new culture, a new thinking, a new attitude, you're going to be stuck on the same level. To my eaglets, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say one thing to the eaglets, don't interfere. Stop you from the next dimension. Because if you don't go, you will die. There is no option nor opportunity for the eaglet to stay in its comfortable place. There's not enough air in there to sustain you beyond your birthing process. You have no choice but to grow up. You have no choice but to move forward.
I'm out of time. I've got to stop there. It's been a real joy to share this word with you. I have strong conviction about it because I really do believe that there is greatness in every human being. You need to find the right people in the right atmosphere to hatch that thing. But by God, I believe it is down in there for you. You can have it. Your children, get this in their heart and in their spirit. Speaking of getting it in your spirit, I'm so excited that our International Pastors and Leadership Conference is coming up April 17th through the 21st. You're talking about hatching greatness. We are going to allow a group of teachers and myself to hover over you and your leadership team to develop the greatness and the potential that you have inside. For more information, go to pastorsandleaders.org. I'll be waiting for you. Take care. Is God telling you it's time to leave the nest and soar? There is something in you that God is hatching by the circumstances around you. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's message, Hatching Greatness, on CD, as well as our fresh vision for 2018 calendar. <laughs> Receive the life offering, old CD series book, Bishop Jake's book, and fresh vision for 2018 calendar. This is for people who are ready to move up, I'm a very negative world. He's the most positive person I've ever 
The scripture tells us we got to think on things that are of a good report, things that build us up. Listen to him, I like him, I'll get back to the church and everything. If you'll just keep your hope and stay in an attitude of faith, then the best is just to come. It's way different than any traditional sermon that we've heard. Discover the champion in Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central on J-Star. There are some people in life that make you laugh a little longer. I'm a little bigger, and then a little bigger. Tell me table talk on that day, star. Today's generation, they, they are their homework, they tell us it. They are experiences. The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. On Life Today, author and speaker Jill Saxton explains how she knows firsthand how quickly the world can cause us to doubt our dreams and question who we are. And got here and thought, finally, this is what the Lord has for me. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be. Oh, 
Teach him to be your life. The Lord 
Since you sound so energetic, I won't ask you to pray this morning. Jesus, what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say nothing. You, you got me on that one. 
Yes, he did. Come right now, just simply saying thank you for one more day, Father God. We ask that you would give us traveling mercies soon from work, Father God, as well as to our destinations here and from, Father God. We ask that you would protect us today, throughout the day, and we just ask that you would just give us a peace and understanding that we are products of your purpose and your plan, Father. We ask that you would continue just to show yourself strong in our lives and through our, and in us and through us, Father God. We just ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Lord. Anybody else on the line want to pray? We need some more body balance. Anybody else on the line want to pray? All right, you. I'm going to take that as a no. I'm going to take we seek you, Lord. Let your word begin to rise up, Father, as you move in each and every one of our situations and circumstances. Word begin to rise up. As your spirit begins to move, as the anointing begins to increase, let your word begin to rise up, Father God. As you pour forth your spirit amidst us. As you pour forth your spirit amongst us. As you pour forth your anointing. Such a huge difference when the power and the presence of God is there. Mm-hmm. Same situation. But when you're that father, everything changes. Same position. Same problems. Same people. But when you're that father, the perception, the understanding... Oh, shit, everything shifts, Lord, when you come on the scene, Father God. Mm, 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 mm. So, Father God, we'll ask you right now to come on the scene. Oh, yes. To come on the scene, Daddy God. Mm, mm, mm. We'll ask you right now, Father, to bring your presence in this place. Oh, To bring your presence, Lord. Oh, shit. And not just a, a little bitty presence, but, Father, bring you. Mm. Mm. But, Lord, a little of your presence. <laughs> what did she say? I just need to touch the hill and his garment. Mm. A little bit of God makes so much of a big, big difference, Father. Mm. But, Lord, I want you to just come forth and move in whatever capacity 
in whatever way you desire to move, Lord. Oh, yeah, that the Because, see, I know you would hold nothing, nothing good back from your children, Lord. No good thing would you hold back from us, Father. So just begin to manifest and begin to move. As we begin to see and to seek you, as we begin to allow you, mm, as you begin to minister to us, Lord, That's what I'm talking about. That's it right there. Now we can begin to go forth. Now we can begin to move. Now the spirit of God is here. You know, the Kombuski the Kandaka. Yes, Holy Spirit, we give you the glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Oh. Who's that, Reese? Oh, Reese. Oh, why are you this morning? Uh, try to keep my voice and uh, try to get uh, try to feel better. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. Oh, okay. Sounds like a weather. Hmm. I said sounds like a weather. Mhm. Yep, 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 yep. Just want to get you praying before I start the reading. It's 
Okay. Whew. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. For being our Savior. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our confidence. God, thank you for giving this. Thank you for giving me a good chance to give my will over to you. And thank you for working the suffering for us so we can partake and to feed that spiritual seed. For the day you said, Jesus, my son, amen. Amen. Alright. Yeah, she comes from time. Before I do the reading. So, Brother Richard, you want to get your prayer in before I do the reading? Yeah, I can have it first. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, once again, Lord God, we assemble ourselves, Lord God, to worship and praise your holy name. We reverence you, Lord God, as the author and the finisher of our faith, the Godhead of our lives. Lord God, there's none other like you. There's no other God besides you, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for opening our eyes and seeing your marvelous works and your mighty hands move upon our lives. Father God, we thank you that even when we read your word, Lord God, we can feel your presence, Lord God. Give us understanding, wisdom, knowledge, grace, mercy, and understanding, Lord God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God, as we commune with you, Lord God. Let us sup with you, Lord God. Let us come before your throne and just lay our cares before you, Lord God, and arise with the blessed assurance, knowing by faith, Lord God, that you are here and answer our prayers. Oh, God, we give praise and thank you for this day. We thank you for opening our eyes, giving us the activity of our limbs, Lord God. Father God, we even thank you for the portion of our health and strength that you have blessed us with this day. Father God, we thank you that you kept the death angel away from our bedside, Lord God. And you he passed by, Lord God. We had no ear report that we had. We lost one family member, but Lord God, life was sustained here on this earth. And for that, we want to say thank you. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that we were able to come together as brothers and sisters in Christian love and to commune and to fellowship and to just to give testimony to how good and great you are to us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that although there are many members, but we are one body, and that's in, the, in Christ Jesus. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for all that you've done and what you're doing in our lives. Give us the the wisdom and knowledge, Lord God, to press on to, to do what you have called us to do. Even the ministries that you have called us to do, Lord God, let us seek you, Lord God, first, Lord God, your will and your way so that we can walk in the, in, in, um, according to the pathway you have placed, placed for us. Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will bind up any ill 
spirit, any evil spirit that is trying to hinder us, Lord God, in our spiritual walk. Lord God, we bind up anything, Lord God, that's trying to hinder us, Lord God, in our bodies, in our minds, in our soul. We bind up sickness. We bind up death. We bind up the lack, Lord God, because you said that, Lord, that we will, that your desires is that we prosper and be in good health. Father God, we thank you for Sam who has opened this call, Lord God, who seeks you, Lord God, who has called upon your name, Lord God, so that he could do the will that you have called him to do. Father God, we are all our ministers, so let us continue to minister one another and feed each other off your word. Father God, we actually continue to show and guide our our footsteps in the way that you have ordered us, Lord God. And Father God, if I'm using repetitions, please forgive me, Lord God. But I'm just asking, Lord God, that you will order my tongue to, Lord God, to speak the words that you have have given for me to speak. Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, even as we go out on our daily business, whether it's to work, to pay a bill, to go to the store, or to care for a friend, a loved one, Lord God, that you will be in the midst, that your Holy Spirit will cover us, Lord God. Charge those angels that you have um, have dispatched for us, Lord God, to order our steps in your word and to minister and give us the things that you have caused us to do. We thank you, O oh God, for remembering us. And we thank you, Lord God, for hearing the prayers of Jesus as he called out each and every one of our names before the throne of grace and mercy as he prayed for us, Lord God, that we be stronger in your might and your will. Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will even bind up the spirit that have the sinner man, the one who is not even yet confessed Christ as their Lord and Savior, Lord God, that they will turn their lives over to you and they say, yes, that he, that Jehovah is God. He's the almighty God. He's El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He's Jehovah our Rafa, our healer. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's the battle who stands up and holds up the, and, and wins the wars of these trials and tribulations and the attacks of Satan that is coming against our lives. Bless us, keep us, and cover us, Lord God, as we go through this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for you, Brother Richardson. When you are something happened and you shift, going on in your life. Can you hear me? I hear you now. Okay. I said there's a shifting that's going on in your life. Hmm. Well, to whom much is given, much is required. This shifting is going to require that you access into a deeper realm of his spirit because it's going to be more required of you. Don't don't be afraid and don't back down because you feel that you don't have it, you're inadequate, you're not ready. No, no, no. To you, this might be true. But the God inside of you, who you're the most did he will provide all that you need. So just because you feel like you think or it don't look right, you need to stop, ask your God, is this what you would have me do, and is now the time. 
And if he says, this is what I have for you, this is what I have brought to you, and now is the time for you to do it, then you need to begin to take the steps of faith. Take the steps of faith and begin to walk out. Begin to walk out like you got it already. You might not have it in your hand, but you have it in the spiritual arena. And you got to walk as if your daddy God has already manifested into your life. You can't back down anymore. You can't walk and say that I don't have, I don't lack. I'm, no, 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 no. Get on another level, my man. Get a whole other level. I often talk about how in the natural it might be bad or we might be lacking, but in the spiritual you're confessing and you're believing, and your spiritual has to outweigh your natural. That's where you're at, young man of God. Your, your physical manifestation of your finances, your physical manifestation of your health, your physical manifestation of your jobs, it, it, it might be tumultuous. It might be hazardous. It might be bad and negative. But as Elisha told his servant, go back and look again. <laughs> go back and look again. Woo! And the second time that his servant went and looked, he saw the army that was surrounding the army. He saw the spiritual army that was surrounding the natural army. So I'm telling you, man of God, when you look at the things that are negative that you don't, that's a lack, that's a hurt to pay, the, the turmoil that is facing you, need to stop and go back and look again and look at the God <laughs> that's inside you, the God that has brought you to the point, the God, the most high God that you serve. <laughs> Go back and look again and see what he shows you. See what he reveals to you. And that is what you need to move according to. You cannot move according to the natural armies. You must move according to the spiritual armies. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Mm. I received that. Mm. Amen. You can't say I don't have this. You can say, Lord, where's my provision at? You can't sit back and wait. Until something manifests, no, you begin to step out. When when Abraham took his son up to the sacrifice, to the high place to sacrifice him, he didn't wait for that. He, he was just being obedient and trusting God. And then at the last moment, his son's life was spared. But he, all the while, he moved in faith, trust, and belief. And that's what you got to do. You got to trust God. You got to trust God. You got to trust the processes that he has you in and he's pulling you through. And you got to move out in faith. You got to move out in faith. Amen. All right. Amen. Okay. Okay, Cisco. Okay, Pancho. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
The gift of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was definitely possessed. The Apostle Paul very definitely possessed and demonstrated the gifts of the Spirit in his ministry. It was Paul who brought to the church the amazing revelation of these gifts. Perhaps it was during the three years he spent in Arabia that he he delved so deeply into the mysteries of God. This was true of Howard Carr, who often said that he had not that had he. Mm, Oh, Jesus. See, see, he, he go playing already. Mm. This was true of Howard Carter, who often said that had he not spent World War I in prison as a conscientious objector, the world would have never had the truth or the doctrine we know today as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I... Uh, oh. <laughs> You know, and I'm stopping there because, uh, you know, we complain about those things. And, and see, even when I was ministering to you, Arthur, we, we, we get upset and complain about when things are coming against us and how we have, have to fight. And, and, and it seems like more and more comes against us, like we're never going to get out, like something's never going to change. And why? It ain't supposed to be like this. But that's the very thing that God is using to develop us, to grow us up, to grow us up out of ourselves. Mm. As I often say, we run away from the wilderness. Jesus was the only one who went, who ran into the wilderness. Mm. You know, I, <laughs> I can very easily and truthfully say that I've had 30 years of struggle trying to get my business off the ground. It, it 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 seems like I have it at this point. Then everything was taken away. And I had to start over. I, I finally got to, and it's just been one struggle after another. But now I can see, and that's just what little bit I see now. How God was definitely just using and preparing me. And it's the same for you all. I know we don't like the negativity, the hardship. I know we don't like the struggle. But it's in the struggle that he's developing our faith. Our, our core is TDJ says. Our core is TDJ says. What's in our core? And what happens if our core, if our core is all filtered, then he has to start very there. See, God's going to start where he needs to start at in our lives. We are always going to be surface oriented. That's just who we are. That's our flesh nature. God's going to go to the source. And if your core is broken, he's going to go there to start at your core to fix it. Because he knows that he cannot fully use you if you don't have a proper foundation. So when we get to the point that we are not cussing so much, and I've got to say it like that, because of the negativity that we're dealing with, when we get to the point that we begin to accept the trials and tribulations, I didn't say like, when we get to the point that we begin to accept them, and even that, when we really even get to the point that we begin to understand their purpose and we look for what it is that we need to learn, how this can be used to, to, to as, instead of a, 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 a negativity, how we can turn it into a positive, and when we get to that point, our mindset, our understandings, everything is different. 
then we can begin to move ahead quicker and walk in another level of peace. So, back to this was true of Howard Carter, who often said that had he not spent World War and World War One in prison as a conscientious objector, the world would have never known the truth of the doctrine we know today as a gift of the Holy Spirit. Until that time, the whole church accepted then only as natural gifts. They never said gift of the word of wisdom, only gift of wisdom. Instead of the word of knowledge, they said only knowledge. To them, knowledge was a human accumulation of facts. Therefore, a man who knew a man who knew much had the gift of knowledge. It was Mr. Carter who established these as supernatural sign gifts. So he's breaking it down from the spiritual realm to the natural realm, or separating the difference of the two. And then uh, he, that's what he began to. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hold on a second. And, Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I was doing something. Okay. So he was separating the two and, and, and presenting them to the world as far as the difference between natural wisdom and supernatural wisdom, natural knowledge and supernatural knowledge. It was Paul who numbered the gifts at nine, which was a sign of the divinity and perfection. Everything God does is branded with a three. Not only did Paul number the gifts, he named them as well. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he laid down the laws regulating them. He also told us how we should seek after them. The principle in truth is reaching to the principle is in truth is reaching to receive them. Mm. Paul was not just a teacher, a preacher, or a writer. He was a possessor of great truth. Because of this, we should expect to observe the manifestation of these gifts in the Holy Spirit in his personal Ministry. How could he have the doctrine of the gifts without having the fruit of them? Let's look at some of these gifts and see how they function for us. Mm. Paul was not just a teacher, a preacher, or a writer. He was a possessor of great truth. Because of this, we should expect to observe the manifestation of these gifts of the Holy Spirit in his personal ministry. So in other words, you're not writing about something. You're not just teaching but when you actually and who when you actually uh walking in it you have a whole other level of understanding. When you and see that's that's what I, I harp on is the application of the word. You know, I, like I say, you know, if you all just hearing this but you're not applying it, it's just not really benefiting you. Only through the application will you begin to See the difference of, of of what it takes. I was talking to Gully the other day, and I started laughing because he was talking about how you know he's he's in the process of, of beginning this church that he's starting the church, and he purposely went late. Then, because he, he was like, you know, ain't nobody gonna be there. Why am I doing this? He said, and he said, if I had came to the door, I would have heard him talking to himself. As, he, as, as he's going through the process of getting there. And then he went on and, and went there, and, and just the struggle, and I started laughing. I said, that's the very reason that I laugh at people on the line 
when I be hearing them songs, so uh-huh. Because, see, you all, until you actually apply and go through that struggle, go through that negativity, fighting yourself, fighting this, that, and other, and still being obedient, that, 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 that's the difference of, of walking and possessing these gifts. Uh, uh, see, see, I, I, I've kind of been through this struggle. Like I just told you, I've been through 30 years of hell. So I've had a lot of just a couple of experiences. So when I hear somebody talk about what they're going to do and how, what they read and what they think, and I say, you ain't walked out on the work for shadow to come dust out of, so it's all only what you understand from your mind. Same thing as when you go to school. Until you actually get out there and begin to apply that what you have learned, you really don't understand it. See, when you know it in your head, it's, it's knowledge, but when you apply it, then it begins to become part of you as you're going through the testing that's required. When you go through the testing, then it becomes part of who you are and it's engrafted in you. That's the difference. So what he's saying is these gifts were engrafted in Paul. That's why he could, he could write about them to the degree. And, but, again, look at all the hell that he went through. Look at all, all the trials and tribulations that he went through. How many of us would get bit by a snake, shake it off, and keep moving and not, not even talk to God? None of us. Let's be real. If a spider bit some of us, we'd be panicking. Paul and God got on the ship. He told them, don't go. They went anyway. He told them, y'all need to stay on the ship. They're trying to stay. So finally, they get to the island after the ship gets shipwrecked. He goes through this. Then he gets bit by a snake. He just kept doing what he's doing. We ain't there. He was. The word of wisdom. We can see the word of wisdom function many times in Paul's life. In Acts 27, 10 and 22, he forecasts the wreckage of the ship upon which he was riding. But he also forecasts that no one aboard the ship will be lost. To say such things on a bright, sunshiny day is one thing. To say it in a storm where the ship is falling to pieces is another thing entirely. Paul was operating the gift of the word of wisdom. In his writings to Timothy and to the Thessalonian church, Paul related the sign of the times, events that will come to pass in the last days. In 1 Timothy 4 and 1, he said, The Spirit speak of expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. He said that this will happen, not in his time, but in latter times. Today we are living in those latter times. Multitudes have left the faith and given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Just recently while I was in St. Louis Airport, a very handsome young man approached me. He said he, a very young handsome man approached me, held on a book and said, may I give you this. Immediately I saw that it was Hinduism, a religion that originates in demon worship. This was a very fine-looking young man, not peculiar in any way, yet he was seeking to convert us to paganism in our own country. Paul told us these things would take place, that many would forsake the faith and get heed to seduce the spirits and doctrines of devils. Seduce the spirits and doctrines of devils. That means it's much deeper than just... Uh, it's much deeper than um, just a, a way of thinking. It's, we have allowed a spirit to enter in, which is taking us to errors and readers. And, and see, when that happens, so often we don't even recognize that we're being led. 
<laughs> so often we don't recognize that that is more than just a, that it's just a way of thinking. It's deeper. It's deeper. I had two young men get shot and killed on the corner yesterday, and to them it's a way of life. What are they fighting over? Minor stuff. Minor stuff. But they don't recognize the spirits that have led, that have gotten them to that point. So that's why we have to we have to broaden our understanding that this is just deeper than than, than just a way of thinking or, or a place that you live. This is also a spiritual situation as well, and that's what I'm saying. All areas need to be addressed, not just where you live, your way of thinking, but the spiritual arena as well. See, that gets back right down to spirit, soul, and body. If we will begin to address the whole person, the whole situation will have a whole better effect and change in our lives and the other people's as well. In Acts chapter 16, we see Paul manifesting the gift of discerning the spirits. And it came to pass that as he went, as he went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her would have brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us in Christ, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us unto us the way of salvation. But Paul looked inside of her and saw an evil spirit. Finally, he turned and said to that spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her the very same hour. In the same chapter, Acts 16, we read, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over unto Macedonia and help us. Paul discerned in the spirit that some of the Macedonians was open to the gospel. So he immediately went there to find that open door. God gave him abundant entrance to Europe. Macedonia became Greece, so the gospel, gospel, so the gospel began there and spread across Rome. As 18 and 19 says of Paul, he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Paul knew exactly what those people needed, and he poured out God's truth in them. They were amazed that out of this man was coming forth such knowledge of them. He knew their needs, their problems, and their sorrows, but he also knew what to do about it. Mm. That knowledge and discernment was pouring forth from his innermost beings. That, that, that's right. That's just not knowing the problems, but being able to do something about the problems. That's what's going to touch people. That's what's going to change lives. You know, I mean, this is me personally. So, you know, what I mean, I look at all these people doing all these marches and everything. Back in the day, the marches meant a lot. Right now, I don't, I really don't see what effect they have. You know, I'm not trying to say they do it, though. I'm not trying to get in a debate about them. But I'm just looking at the difference back then compared to right now. So the, the marches... To me, again, this is me saying, the marchers are saying, yes, there is a problem, but what are they providing as a solution? And that's what he's talking about with Paul. Paul was able to see the needs, the wants, and the issues that were in hand, but he was also able to do something about them. And that's what Christ wants us to be. <laughs> you know, I... Again, Domingo, we've been having a lot of discussion lately, but, you know, when when you're dealing with someone who's stuck in their ways and and, and stuck, again, they don't, again, they don't recognize what's going on. They don't recognize the truth. 
And then not only that, that demonic spirit that has a hold of them does and fights it. So you got to get to this individual as well as get that spirit away from him. That's why you got to walk in love, peace, and patience. You can't try to force something down somebody's throat. You have to present it in love and in wisdom the way that God gives it to you. Now, what do I mean by that? You hear Erica and me doing a lot. You know, something to come to us. And when Erica goes, well, you know, when she's doing that, she's beginning to frame what the Holy Spirit has showed her. Now, and Erica, she might look, dummy, this is what you need to do. Why are you sitting up here wasting my time and you keep doing the same foolishness? See, that would be Erica. But Aresia, well, you know, I understand that you're kind of struggling with dealing with this issue at hand and that, you you know, but if you will begin to look at it a little differently, you might see a bigger. See, that's Aresia. See, that's the wisdom and the love of God coming out to get somebody to see somewhere. Erica going to like, look, dummy. Just look and quit being a dummy. See, that's what I'm talking about, how how you can't do that if you're walking in you. You have to walk in the peace, the love, and the patience of God. That's the only way that you're going to be able to reach people who are stuck in them, and the devil has them. And see, what's going to happen, especially in these last days, as you begin to pour love, as you begin to minister, as you begin to, to, to shed light into dark areas, I mean, it's going to transform lives. And then what's really the kicker, see, good talking about Paul, well, you know, just give you an example right now. You know, I understand right now, well, what about that issue of that, that sickness that you got or that broken that broken limb or this and that? What if I prayed on that right now in the name of Jesus? But, see, you got you to be grown up enough in faith. You can't do that out of your, out of, out of, out of your emotions. <laughs> Me, me, my young man, you know, we, I laughed because he said he wanted to see somebody who did. I said, okay. Because when he said it, it triggered in my spirit. I asked myself, he's going to have a supernatural experience. He's going to have one. I know it. And it's going to change his life. I know it. I see it coming. But I didn't, as he said, you, I just try to drive at him. You can't drive at me. You can't, but see, that's how you got to learn to walk in this thing, to, 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 to talk. To, you ain't got to look. You don't have to force the gospel on nobody, people. The gospel has been around longer than you and me. It's a lie. It will do its own work. Your job is to present it or to plan it, to pray over it and keep it moving. It would do a much greater work than you trying to get somebody to see or perceive it because the thing is they have to come to that point on their own just the same as you and I had to do it. Just to say, I don't argue with people about the word of God being true. I don't have to. I got to tell you off, I don't understand all of it. And some things I don't agree or like, but I have come to the conclusion that mm, he's right. Because he had to work it in my own life. So when somebody's trying to hold the whole Bible, I say, okay, okay, that's fine. Why don't you try this for a minute and see if it makes a difference? Or how about that? Because they can't, and that demon don't want them to see it. So me trying to make them see it or argue about it, it's, it's really a waste of time. Okay. Hey, uh-huh. Okay, what you said about the marches and stuff like that, what does that remind you of? What I said about what? The marches. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so just like when Jesus went through, that one day they was uh, praising and saying, Hosanna, but then was it about a week or two later they said, okay, we, 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 we want y'all to kill him? Oh, when he was getting ready to kill yeah. Okay, now, here go the thing, and I will say it for, like, for the Women's March. Okay, some of the stuff in there is understandable because the things that has been going on ever since the ages. But then you got some other groups in there that God does not condone their sin, but they're still there because they're women. And they still feel like they have a right. Even though they know for what they're doing, it's simple. Now, we can't judge but they know what they do. So in that big group, you have some that it's it's understandable, them being mad, being fed up. But then you got some other ones, they know they're doing some stuff that they know they're not supposed to be doing, but then they still feel like they have a right to be mad and fed up and want to do, they still do their little sinful thing. So in that big group, you go through and you take out the things that God don't condone, how many women are going to be left in that group? Well, that's, that's why everybody threw the stone. He told he who was not saying throw the first stone. Right. So, you know, they took the word of others when they went through and said that Jesus was the way and the light. Others that was out in the group, because everybody that was in that group wasn't necessarily there to follow Jesus in the right way. You had a lot of people in that group that was just said they wanted to be there. It looked like it seemed to be the place to be, or either just to be a witness to go back and talk about it, and maybe not in a favorable way. Mm-hmm. belong to the spies that want to go back and tell the opposition, okay, what was seen, what was said, or even just to go ahead and try to throw a um, a brick into the crowd to see what they can get started for them to fight amongst themselves. But see, right now, everybody has an opinion, but then they don't want to take time to stop and look at themselves and see if they need to clean up with them. You understand where I'm going? What you say? Damn. Huh? What you say? I said, what was the last thing you said? I said, you understand where I'm going with this? No. Okay. When you have a big crowd, and that's just it, it's a crowd, you got, some, you, got, you got your pros and you got your cons. And just... You know, it's good to see them come out in numbers, but for well, the most thing what they're united on is a little part, and then it branches out into other things. And when you see crowds, that's one thing that's good, but then, too, are you seeing anybody changing their character or trying to do something that's just going to make a, bit, a positive difference, going in mm. the right direction? Oh, okay. 
But the issue there is that when well, here's my challenge, not even an issue. Huh? That's the problem with the crowd. Everybody's worried about everybody else versus focusing on themselves. Right. We are one person. Well, no, that's not right because that's not what you were talking about. You were talking about everybody else doing something in the crowd. You can't worry about everybody else doing something in the crowd because you have to basically focus on yourself. If you can't, if you if you are at the place of right and righteousness, you can't get somebody else there because. You have to be the one that doesn't necessarily have to say something all the time, doesn't have to do anything. Allow your walk to basically be the personification of what God is doing in your life because at that point, some things are just better left unsaid. Okay. Excuse me one second. Okay. Will you keep on saying people? That's external. I is internal. I is speaking about me and me only. Me, not people. Because we can't get people to do nothing. If that's the case, if the leaders on this phone, if we could get people to do something, there would be no need for this call. Because people would do what it is that has been said from the oracles of God. But clearly people are not doing so, so we have to make sure that our walk is correct. So you see the word being applicable to our life, so it is applicable to everybody else's life because people are not doing what other people are saying. So I have to make sure that my walk is exemplary so you can see my walk and things changing in my life. So then therefore you can do it because people are not listening to what God is saying and doing. People are being people and doing whatever they want to do. So we can't keep on letting the word people come out of our mouth because it's somebody else and not us. Okay, now, question to you. Did I, did I not just said a few minutes ago that for the former of that group, that instead of people going and seeing what they can change within themselves, to go work on themselves. Did I did I did I not say that? Hello? Come here. I don't know. I'm here. I'm just gonna leave. Because I because I did say that instead of people going back and taking the time to see what they can do to work on themselves, is that that meaning that's willing to do that? <clears throat> but you have a lot of people that like to walk in image and they think that they can be in a big crowd, but then everybody has their own agenda for why they're in that crowd. But in the meantime, if you just take a little time to see what you can change within yourself, that will be the true start of change. Okay. Let me say this last piece of reading up. Okay. Uh, hmm. 
Okay. Acts 13 gives the exciting story of Elimus, the sorcerer, who withstood Paul and sought to turn away the deputy from the faith. Paul said to him, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cause to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. Immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Through the discerning of spirits, Paul recognized that Elimius was a sorcerer full of evil. In Acts 19, there were vagabond Jews who thought they could call out on the name of Jesus over people and cause evil spirits to leave. They would say, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Paul knew and understood that these people were evil. These people were evil by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in there he's talking about the discerning of spirits and how it will reveal things to you about what's going on in the spiritual arena. Again, this is a gift of the spirit, not just, uh, you know, again, this is grad courses here. This is something that the Holy Spirit will teach you, and he will teach you to anybody who, who is willing. So these are gifts of the spirit, and he's talking about discerning the spirit, being able to discern what's beneath the surface. The gifts of healing. The healing power of God flowed from this man, Paul. He demonstrated the gifts of healing in Acts 14, 8 and 10. And, huh? What? Uh-huh. I can't hear you if you're saying something. Hello. That was my bad. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, okay. Okay. The healing Paul got flowed through this man Paul. He just demonstrated the gift of healing in Acts 14, 18. And there said that a certain man in Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. With a loud voice, Paul said to this man, Stand upright on thy feet. Immediately the man leaped and walked. Paul's own testimony says, I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. The Gentiles, which include all nations except the Jews, must be made obedient by word and by deed. These must always go together. Paul goes on to explain why. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about Illyricum have I fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not what Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. Paul says without doubt that he saw signs and wonders in his ministry. He was bold to declare that he did not come second to Peter or any other disciple, but that he had the gifts of the Spirit flowing through him just as they had, by word and by deed. And, again, that's going to be the, the difference. Maybe. Again, that will put, put to rest any argument, any disbelief. I mean, when you see the miracle happen right in front of your face, 
Now that that then that's gonna really go. Okay, well now you can go right ahead and walking in the foolishness or the darkness that you're walking in, but you now that it's happened right in front of your own eyes or in your own life, if you still choose to disbelieve, then that's fine. You know, but again, you're not going to get to that point in your walk, walking out of head knowledge. It's going to only happen truthfully as you become broken, as you become humble, as you become obedient, and as you become pliable. Because until you get to the point that you are broken of your own way, your own understanding, I'm going to say this, even your own natural giftings, all of us have natural giftings, but you must allow the supernatural giftings to outweigh and to outgrow your natural giftings. And not to try to say, now that is a perfect example, because through the prayers, what has come forth is that he is, has the natural gift of healing because he's going through the training that's necessary to become a medical doctor. But through the prayers that are now going forth, he also has the supernatural gift of healing. But it's two different areas of radar. So now that he's coming to understand, then he's going to have to, just as he had to develop that natural gifting, he's also going to have to develop that supernatural gifting. All right, I'm done. I ain't saying nothing else. Question comes, criticism conclusions. The reason why that has to happen is because. It's, I'll say it like this. It's easiest, easiest and best to make your statement. And I'm not talking about on call. I'm just saying make your statement by, if I know that I have certain gifts, and I know that the gifts matriculate through who I am as a person, God-given, I'm not going to argue the statement of the fact that that was the gift. What you just read is basically saying, um, demonstrate the gift, and there should be nothing else to argue about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that's it. That's what I was saying, that there's sometimes you just have to basically walk and do what you have to do and allow everything else to be what it is because... God had a conversation with the devil, and the devil was telling him what his job was. <laughs> if that's not what it is that you are supposed to be doing, shut your mouth and go ahead and do what you're supposed to do, and do or you think that you should instead be able to do anything. That's not your walk. Your walk is to focus on what you are responsible for because when it's time to check out of here and he starts asking what you did, you can't about what somebody else did not do because you can't answer for them. You have to answer for to, to and, and I think the quote is there I mean the statement in the poem is true, to thy own self be true. What are you responsible for? Have you done everything that you're supposed to do to carry your own cross before you focus on somebody else's cross? Uh, It might not be the same size as the beam in somebody else's, 
But guess what? Your eye looks just as big as theirs that you see over across the street. You see a speck, they see a beam. You see a beam, they see a speck. So focus on the speck to get rid of the beam. And then go forward. Then move along. Then go progress to do something different. But until then, you have to stay in your lane. Because if you don't, you could get away about something that's more powerful. And one thing that I have learned is that um, when you're focused on trying to do what you got to do and what you're supposed to do, it really leaves you little time to get anybody you else. You don't got time for nobody else. It, it really doesn't. Because it, 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 really growing, getting, growing, increasing, it require again, it requires a lot. And I'm just leaving it like that. Okay, Sam, I told you what happened with Shanice last week, right? Well, I said I told you what happened with Shanice last week, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, did I tell you about the three convicts? The three who? The three ex-convicts. The three ex-convicts, is that the people that helped them get get paid for money and stuff like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, while the accident did shake her up, I told her, I said, just hold tight. Uh, when she first got that car, she said she was going to stay humble. I said, okay. So uh, after all this had went down, I said, God, I got something better for you, so just hold tight. Mm-hmm. I said, y'all still got to pray. And uh, <clears throat> now out of her, and it's like a chain of events, because um, when the car got smashed, okay, but then later on that day, Black Ice had formed, and people was uh, losing control of the cars and smashing the cars. Okay, she also found out that under her work assignment, Friday of last week was her last day. Mm-hmm. Okay, but another place that called her up for an interview, that's close to the hall. Okay, and with her doing everything she was supposed to do, like uh, make her payment on time for the car and have the insurance, Okay, this still may be like a um, a clean slate. I saw, so I told her, I said, okay, this happened, but don't stay there. Do what you have to do to get everything in line. What you have to do on your end. I said, but things gonna get better. I said, we 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 been walking, we've been on foot for the last five years. So being on foot again ain't going to be anything out of the norm. We're not going to lose our mind. We ain't going to start cursing at God. We ain't going to lose our mind. And she testified about what happened to her in church on Sunday. Uh-huh. And um, 
I was telling folks before she got to testify, I said, you know, we get so easily persuaded by image. Let it have on the latest clothes or the latest hairdo or the latest colors or what may look good to us. But meantime, it says, be careful how you treat people because you never know when you entertain an angel. The three ex cons the three ex cons that she ran into uh, before they gave her the money, they sat down and they were talking. All three, all four of them were talking. And they had told her how people were shining them because uh, the way they looked or either they can tell that they just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to give them a chance. Okay, but when they came up on her, she didn't shine them. And she talked to them just like me and you talking over the phone right now. Mm-hmm. And see, they could have sat up there and took off for what everybody, how everybody else treated them, but they didn't. They, 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 were, they were the bigger person. They came to the help of somebody that needed help. Now, if she was one of those people where you don't look like you got anything and blah, 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 you can't help me and start treating them the way the others treated them, then she probably wouldn't have made it back until the next day because she just wound up and not on her blessing. But I told her, I said, when things start going like this or when you feel like things ain't going the way you want them to, just pray, ask for guidance, and look at where God's hands were, were in it. The police gave her a ticket saying she was traveling too fast for conditions when she was trying to get the, out the way of the truck. But then the police also told her if she didn't do what she had did, then they was looking for an ambulance to come and take her to a morgue. So out of the things that we individually do, we're so conditioned to look for the bad, and then chances are some of us get stuck at the negative instead of looking at the positive takeaways that had also occurred. I'm going on mute. All righty, then. Anybody else? Um... Whenever you start praying, I need to, um, if I'm like, and I need to, um, well, I'm supposed to be hearing back from the lady today. So let me pray for that as well. Hi, right, say so when I start praying, what? Praying for my family, as well as I'm supposed to be going to Utah, um, possibly either today or tomorrow, I need to. Get some clarity there to get it. So then that's a definite, then that's definitely happening. What's that? The whole Utah thing. Um, I sent her my um, information today, so um, hopefully hear back from her sometime today. And um, I'll get leave tonight or tomorrow. So prayer for that to clear up and make it happen because. We need it right now. Okay, cool. 
Cool beans, cool beans. Cool beans. Folks in Utah. One more time. Morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, black folks in Utah. Well, if, if I get there, there will be one. <laughs> you right. Okay, I'm going back on mute. <laughs> Anybody else got anything before we get started with the prayer request? Anybody got anything going once? Anybody got anything going twice? Anybody got anything going three times? Safe. Oh yeah. Who wants to pray first? I'll I'll go. Step up because I gotta go out into, into this cold. Alright, I'll hit Renee and the hit bar. Alright, Papa got me hit quick for Nene. Let's go to go brand new negotiation, 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 that are not be bound by self, but to be released in the spirit. To not be bound by her way of doing, seeing, understanding, but to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. To rise up in the fullness of who you call her to be. Help her to come before you, Father God, as your word ministers and keeps her. Allow the anointing of Christ to supersede everything else in her life. Let the fullness of your word heal, deliver, anoint, and keep mm. heal, deliver, anoint, and keep. Thank you, Father God. Yet the ghost is in the heal. Deliver, anoint, and keep so that no ground will be lost, 
so that she can press on toward the mark of the higher calling. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. First, let's pray about this new, new event that's before him, Lord. Move in that situation, Father. As the power of God moves, she go say as the anointing of Christ moves, she go say go say she go say that the spirit yet come for both get a combos get a gasanda get a go say that yes 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 Father God yet a combos get a gandaka combos get a go say she let's get a combaka thank you Father God rumbo both get a go say she go say she go salakanda thank you Father God rumbo get a go say she go say she go salakanda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're both going to come down. You're going to say, 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. As you keep him, as you move in his life, help him to seek your face. Thank 
Handuk as the power and the anointing of Christ increases in him, Lord. Give him the strength, the revelation, and the desire to go do that, what you called him to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. Good morning. You can pray for me, sir. I don't want to pray for you. Okay. Okay. I ain't arguing with you one way or another. I don't have long. Okay. All right, let me pray for um the children's. Father God, let me lift up the children's. Randy goes to the go station, gonna go and rasp the go station, go station, rumble post kind of kandaka. Rumble post kid go station, go station, go station, go saragada. Rumbos kid go station, go station, go station, go saragada. Rumbos kid go station, go station, go station, go saragada. Rumbos kid go station, go sandaskir go daka. Continue to move in the children's life. Continue to let the anointing cover and keep them. Push to go station, 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 Thank you, Father God, for speaking to her father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving her the revelation that is needed. For giving him the revelation that is needed. Allowing him to seek your face and to move in the capacity whom you called him to be. 
Let your Holy Spirit carry him, carry him, carry him deeper, 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 Lord. And as you penetrate, as you penetrate the depths, the depths, Father, the depths, as you penetrate, Holy Spirit, the depths, the depths, Father, as you penetrate, the depths, Lord. As you penetrate the depths, Father. As you penetrate the depths, Father. As you penetrate the depths, Father. As you penetrate the depths, Lord. As you penetrate the depths, Lord. As you penetrate the death, Father, as you penetrate, begin to speak in his heart, Father, speak to his heart, Father, and he will begin to make moves and shifts that are necessary and needed for he to walk in the fullness of your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Daddy, dearest, and pray for Kenny. let me get Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Hey, Tony, Tony, Tony. Hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, okay, my bad. Father, God, let me pray for Tony. Ooh, difference. Difference, difference, difference. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. I'm going to do Tony last. Let me do Carlos.
send him the mentors that are needed that will be able to plant and to water as the Holy Spirit decrees. Send him those that will be able to touch and to move him, to kick him, to pull him, to pry him, to release him, to whatever is necessary and needed to get him repositioned. What I see, you know how a car or a truck or something gets stuck in a ditch? And, and, and how we get stuck in ourselves, in our situation and circumstances. What I see in him is a willingness to get out of this place, place a willingness to get out of this hole, this ditch. But the biggest issue is trying to get out of the ditch using the same things and the same tools that got him there in the first place. That, that's what the biggest problem is. His desire to get out is, is where it needs to be. He's ready and the time is right. It's just he's trying to, to, to do a new thing with old tools. And I think What's really going on, and, and that's, I guess why I say that's the difference, is he's beginning to recognize that this ain't working. And you see, some of us, well, see, some of us might be in that position and, and where we're going to make it work, even when it ain't working. He's at the point that he's beginning to recognize that it ain't working, and he got to get it to, to a different way. And see, that's where the mentors and the people going to begin to come in because he's ready to receive it now. See, but first, he probably would have rejected it because, ooh, oh, Jesus, he's going to slap me when he see me. But anyway, he would have rejected it because he's so proud and stuck in himself, and I got this, and I'm the man, and I'm going to make it happen, and yeah, 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 uh-huh. But now, because of the time the brokenness, the desire to move, and just I mean, he he will now receive with which at first he would have rejected. So the prayer of sending mentors his way previously wouldn't have been as powerful and as effective as it is now because see now I talked about earlier, you gotta be broken. He's not in a broken position. He's not willing to listen. He didn't hit his head up against the wall enough to recognize that the wall is winning. So now that he's ready to do that, he's now ready to do things in a different way. He's beginning to become more pliable. Mm. Mm. And flexible. So God will begin to touch and to reach him in a different way. That is my prayer for time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so I got Tony, I got Carlos, I got Kenny, I got the entities. Next is, 
Um, Hmm, this kid it's it's a lot that has transpired and that has transpired in your life. It's a lot of shifting and moving that has occurred and is going to occur. And one of the biggest things that that I saw and that I heard is the word power. You're at a point in your life that you're beginning to recognize that you truly are a powerful woman. And part of that process, struggle, whatever you want to label that as, you recognize it's there, but you really don't want to be bothered with it, but you know it's there. And you definitely don't want to use it because nine times out of ten when you use it, it's required, but you know it's going, to, it's going to pull on you and then you become accountable. So it's like, okay. But what I hear is that, that that actually is a very, very good thing because that means you don't just jump out there and do something. Lord, this might be a problem, but is it my problem? This might be a situation. Is this my situation? In other words, is this my assignment or is this just something in front of me? That's that's really how you're walking. That's really how you're walking now, which is a very, very good thing because you're not just just because you're capable capable of doing something about it. If it ain't for you to do it, you truly just like you know what I'm good because every problem is not yours to resolve. It's just like you got a thousand dollars in your pocket, and people come up to you asking money, and you're like, "No, no, I'm good. No, thank you. I need some myself out." And it's not that you're not capable of giving it to them, and in some cases you might want want to, but for whatever reason you don't. But it's just that you're truly just trying to hear from God about is this who you want me to get his money to? So that's the good thing about it. But, you know, another thing, you also walk around like, Lord, I got this money on me. And then I know I got to give it to somebody, Father God. Now, Father God, this is also a burden. And what do I mean by that? You recognize the responsibility that comes along with the power. That's what I mean by that. It's something that you willingly accept, but it's nothing that you willingly look forward to. <laughs> so, Father God, keep her, position her, grow her up into the fullness of who you called her to be, Lord, and allow that anointing 
and your spirit to increase in her heart and her life so she can truly become the fullness of the woman of God that you called her to be. Shalakoska, Shalakoska, Shalaka. In Jesus' name, I pray. Here's open, Ian. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Who else wants prayer? You can pray for me. Hmm? You can pray for me. How's it going to for you? You just finished praying for Erica. Who's this? Oh, now you don't recognize me? Oh, okay. I recognize you now. All right. <laughs> I'm over here dying, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to empty that wax. <laughs> how you doing? I'm sorry, how you doing? I, I got something for all y'all. Give me about one minute. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll start praying for Ham's family. Hara shirin go se de skoro kon boskere kan rastro go shirin go se shirin go se shirin go san rastro go san dekre go se de skoro kon boku Hrandir go se shirin go se shirin go se shirin go se shirin go san rastro go se de skoro kon bata Father God I'm speaking to Pam's family hush go go se shirin go se shirin go se shirin go se shirin go san rastro Hush go go se shirin go se shirin go se shirin go san rastro Hor boskere go se shirin go san rastro Hanose Ah, 
I'm just going to say yes, Father I'm God. I'm going to pray. How are you? Good. How can I help you? Thank you, Father God, for moving in her family's life. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And now let me pray for Pamela. For Romboski to go say, she 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 to go there was an incident report um, that the security completed, and um, we did, you know, make contact, as you uh, are aware, with her sister. She did come here, and so it is currently an issue that is being addressed. Father God, maneuver Pam. Reposition Pam. Cause a shift to go in her life. Cause a shift and a stirring to go in her life, Father. Okay. Cause a shift and a stirring to go in her life, Lord. Should have go said this to the conductor. Okay. Cause a shift in her life, Lord. Yet it all possibly. Be able to resist or stop that which wants to be done. She will get to line up and become when you've called her to be. Right. I speak to her core right now. Okay. I speak to her core right now, Lord. Call mm-hmm. the healing and a holding to be done. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, I thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. Okay. I appreciate that. We're, we're definitely on the same page with that. What she said? Make sure you have. Okay. Bye bye. No, what I just realized we didn't do the um the healing call this month. We do it next month. Okay. Well, I'm trying to do. All 
Anybody else want prayer? Okay, well, I will do the list. I found since I have the list to do that. Have I do my juicing?
Welcome to the realm of the supernatural. Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? It's the saga, sandaka, sambuke, sakara. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Who's gonna go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go say she go saga? Who's gonna go say she go saga? The saga, sakara. Peace is a path for all understanding. Who's gonna go say she go say she go saga? Grace, mercy, and favor. Push to the position of the station of the saga. Push to the station of the saga, 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 Let's start with. Who are the 
The Reddit family. Who's gonna go say she to go say she to go say she to go say
Um, Jingle Maria's mother, Teron, change lady. Okay, everybody else on this? Okay. All right, let me get to the rolling house on the community. Who's going to go say she'll 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 go say she'
Wayne Bridges,
Anybody's going to pray going once? Anybody's going to pray going twice? Anybody else going to pray going three times? Okay, up. So is there anything else? If not, we're getting off the phone. All right, then. Well, y'all have a great one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a blessed one.